0: evening everyone welcome to LFC day trippers and uh, Premier League forecast uh tonight we're joined by Luke Tanner uh Joe Wyman and Joe from Albion obsessed so at least I'm not gonna get names wrong no Luke and it's Joe so when I say you is this is this is where it's going to get confusing when I start saying I'll, I'll ask Joe a question and it'll be like bah, bah, bah. but we'll we'll work through it we'll get through it. Um, how's everyone been this week? All right? All good? Yeah, Not all bad. good, thanks All Not good. Bad. Uh, you had a busy week, Luke, didn't you?
1: Yes, yes. I got the pleasure to interview a UFC fighter, UFC heavyweight, Chris Barnett, this week, which was a great interview. He was a great guy. Um, had a half an hour interview with him. Could have easily chatted all night, but... Yeah, yeah, it's a great interview, and that's up on my YouTube channel, which I put up this evening. So yeah, make sure after this to go and check it out and show and show it some love. Yeah,
0: it's massive for nice. me. That's really good. Well, last night the guys did a um, brilliant show. To be fair, it was um, another an FSG in out show. It was um, Matt put in absolutely hours of work into it, and Gab Shawnee, and Donksa came on. Jonathan was absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's going to be, it's in the shows that we've done. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It is without that. It's two hours, but I couldn't get over it that it was two hours. It was one of those shows that just flew mm-hmm. and it covered so much ground. Uh, definitely well worth catching up on if you haven't seen it. But look, we'll, we'll get into this weekend's fixtures and we're starting to start. Uh, we start with Brighton and Chelsea. And Joe, you've got, your old boss coming back? How? First and foremost, how's he gonna be? Um, how's he gonna be received?
2: Uh, it's gonna be a mixed one for sure. There's definitely fans that you know want to give him utmost respect for what he gave to our football club, but there's um, also a, a, I would say, the majority of fans are a bit angry at you know that the fact that he's taken all of our um, backroom staff, including two club legends. Um, and has now come in for our head of recruitment as well. So there's definitely a lot of animosity from Brighton fans towards Chelsea as a whole club. I'm not going to blame it on just solely Graham Potter, but I think it's going to be quite the atmosphere tomorrow. Uh, and I hope it goes in the way that we support our new manager and and show Graham Potter essentially what what he's missing out on. I know you'll come back at me and say, "Oh yeah, but he, he'll look at his pay packet and it'll be fine." Um, but at the end of the day, we want to you know g- give him the Worst homecoming
0: possible. Well, mm, it's not just um, it's not just Graham Potter coming back; it's Kukarella as well. Mm. So, I mean, the thing is, the Serbians come in. How's, we we obviously saw firsthand. You know, his first game in charge was at Anfield, mm. and come away with a point, delighted with life. He must have been happy with the result, given you know, in fairness, he could he could have got the three. You know, Trossard was brilliant on the day. But yep. how's it gone? Because I haven't speak, I haven't spoken to you since. How's it gone since in the games? Because I haven't watched much of Brighton, to be, to be honest with you.
2: Yes, but it's been tough. Um, we've had, obviously, you guys, we've had the Spurs um, and Man City in the five games that we've had since we last spoke. Um, and, you know, a couple of results against Brentford and, and Nottingham Forest that were really frustrating. But you're just waiting for things to click. Um, and I feel like it's been a really tough start for him. Um, the the game against Forest, we were absolutely fantastic. That the issue was that we couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, um, but that's not new to us, Brighton fans. We saw <laughs> that with Brian Potter last season as well. Um, so as I said, it's it's not new to us. We're a very patient bunch, um, and we're just waiting for it to click, and uh, hopefully it clicks tomorrow uh, against. Uh, against a, a former manager and uh, former backroom staff, former tea lady, former God knows what else they're, <laughs> they're taking from us. Um, so, yeah.
0: It's mental at the minute. Um, what The other thing I was going to ask you, actually, um, have you noticed much difference in the football? No. No, I haven't. Has um, you tried to keep the same as what Graham Potter was doing, the same kind of system, same patterns of play, set, set pieces, that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, definitely against Liverpool um, because it was, it was his first game in charge and he sort of was sticking to the, the Graham Potter philosophy and sticking to what the players knew. But they're very similar coaches and they like to play possession football. They like to, to pass teams off the pitch. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's going to be quite a seamless transition for our players. Um, again, the the issue that has occurred, we, we're, we're not a um, stranger to so I think it's just about getting to January, getting a couple more players in that the Roberto Deserbi wants for his, his style of football, um, and just seeing
0: where we go from there. Fair enough. Luke, um Chelsea under Potter. Um, have you uh, first of all, have you seen much of him? And um, what have you made of the way he's transitioning the side from how Tuku used to play to into more Along the lines of how he how he sees the game and how he wants to get the most out of certain players, especially the likes of Mason Mount.
1: Yeah, uh, I've not seen much of them, but as much as I have seen, I've not seen much of a difference from Chelsea under Tuchel to Chelsea under Potter. Still, the same bunch of players. They look good, good in possession, create loads of chances. Still can't finish them, so that so they're pretty much the same as last season, but with a different manager, I suppose. I don't really see much of a difference in terms of the style of play. Potter's still playing three at the back. Um, yeah, there's, there isn't, really isn't much of a difference uh, compared to the two of them, really. Yeah, they yeah. brought in Cucurello, Bamiyang. Bamiyang's not really hit the ground running as I was expecting him to sort of be, even though that he was a stopgat signing, I was expecting him to sort of hit the ground running to sort of ease Chelsea's woes in front of goal but I think last game out it wasn't exactly the most clinical but yeah it's like Chelsea are just a more expensive version of Brighton create loads of great chances play good football still can't finish
0: <laughs> that's pretty that's much right. it I mean Joe you you're 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 around the houses when it comes to the podcast scene and you talk to Chelsea fans, how, do, how are they coming across? How are they, the people that you talk to, how are they seeing this move for Potter? And are they like, I mean, with the new owner and everything, the new investment that's coming to the club, Yeah. how do you think their their season is evolving? Because it, they almost, with the amount of money that they've spent, they have to achieve something this season. Yeah.
3: I don't, I don't think they've spent it well, to be honest, Kev. I don't I don't think they've spent it well at all. When you when you consider what, what they've bought, I still think I agree with you, man, I, I, I still think they need a number nine. Um, you know, who's gonna get them a lot of goals. Um, like like's been said, Abami Yang's a bit of a stock gas signing, but I think for me, Graham Potter is is an amazing coach. Um an amazing guy. I think I was gutted that he went to Chelsea because I wanted him for the England job. Um, and he's gone there, and you know, I don't like Chelsea anyway. Um, I just think they'll go from strength to strength under his tutelage for him to do what he did to Brighton. And this is not meant in any sort of disrespect whatsoever. Like, he took them to ninth, you know what I mean? I think uh, Joe will say himself that's a huge achievement for a, for a club of uh, Brighton's stature, really. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the football they played. Uh, was was phenomenal. Had he have stayed this season, it makes you wonder just how far he could have t- taken them. I genuinely think they could have, you know, at least got in that top ten again. Um, you know, and then you never know. Listen, Sean Deitch got well uh, Burnley in a Europe one year, so you just never know. I don't know, it might sound mad, but <laughs> I think Deserby it will take time you know, for him to get his ideas across and it'll be interesting to see what he does about the striker in in, in, in January because I love Danny Welbeck. I would take Danny Welbeck in a heartbeat at Leeds United because I really, really him. But He's not a goal scorer. He's a bit like Bamford in that respect. Brings everything else, but it's just the finishing. So if they did have a strike, it's, it feels almost like we've gone back in time to when Potter was still and they, they were the XG champions kind of thing. And then it's like, eventually started to do really well under him and actually score goals and then he's now gone and they're having a sort of restart again but sorry I've answered Brighton and Chelsea there but um, <laughs> no, you crack on um, I think Brighton get a result though just because of the Potter effect and he's coming to the Amex and um, the likes of Trossard and that will be well up for it so I think they might get a result Kev I,
0: I hope so but yeah. I'll come back to Joe I, I... Um, <laughs> Joe we were talking before we came on and we didn't realise how hit with injuries Brighton really are at the minute. And when you try to think of an 11 to put out with, you know, to combat Chelsea, you could be in a bit of trouble tomorrow, couldn't you?
2: Yeah, it's a headache. Um, As I said um, before we came on, uh, certainly a headache that I wouldn't want. And yeah, props to Deserby Zerbi for... um, having to make that selection tomorrow because, obviously, Joel Veltman, not available. Tarrant Lamptey's a doubt. Um, I think there's maybe one more that we're making a decision on uh, in Matoma. Um, And he's been excellent since he's come back off of a loan from USG. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, If I had to pick an eleven, I I honestly don't think I could off the top of my head at the moment. De Zerbi's got a real challenge on his hands to, to pick. And 11 That's going to go toe to toe with Chelsea, and um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting.
0: One name that keeps cropping up among Liverpool fans quite a lot is uh, Moses Caicedo, yeah. And uh, we were linked with him at the end of the summer window, and me included. I hope we go back in for him. Um, how good has he been this season, and how? important is keeping him and some of the others around going forward for the because the one thing that I thought under with Potter when he left is how many heads will have been turned by that move if they don't take to survey.
2: Yeah. And um, regards, Kaisela, you don't want him. He's rubbish. No, <laughs> stay away. Stay away. Um, No, Kaiseido's been a revelation. He came in because we were struggling for for midfielders last season and and I think Graham Potter was sort of not not pressured, but I feel like he thought, Okay, I I haven't got anything to lose here, so I'm just gonna chuck this guy in and see what he does and he was absolutely phenomenal. I think he played ten games at the end of the season and he's carried that form through to, to this season as well and I think he's easily one of our most important players in the midfield and and um, i see a comment under there yeah, saying yeah i was going to you, you ask, bringing uh, to chelsea i mean
0: he's taken everyone else um have, he, have have brighton got the financial power to be able to say no because especially to someone uh, like caicedo because he will have offers from uh, multiple clubs hmm. do you think the brighton owners will have taken it personally you know that not only has potter gone but he's literally gutted the club from the backroom of the club mm-hmm. as well as him leaving especially think, given when it was in the season i think what they have to do is show the fans some sort of um
2: resilience but then when when you're talking multi million pound transfer offers for caicedo you're probably talking up to 60 million pounds yeah um that's the sort of money that we can't turn down you know we we saw basuma leave for 35 um cuz he had a year left on his contract we saw Kukurea leave, uh, leave for 62 million uh, ben white for 50 so you know i don't think the brighton board have it in them to stand in in the way of players if they do want to move on and and see if the grass is greener on the other side um that's never been our stance in in transfer windows very frustrating from a fan's point of view because of course we want the best players possible at our football club Yeah, but we know that's not realistic in the Premier League Um you've seen it happen to Southampton uh, you've seen it happen to so many other clubs Um so I, I think you would as a Brighton fan you would be silly not to think that Caicedo w- would move on Um but we just have to sort of enjoy them while we've got them. Alexis McAllister signed a new deal in the week really yeah that's a big positive that. isn't it massive that's huge for us the next one for us is Leandro Trossard. We have to get him down on a new deal. Everyone's saying, all the press is saying, he's got one year left on his contract. That is not true. He's got a year um, that we can trigger at the end of his contract. So if Chelsea do come in for him, they will be having to pay a substantial amount. I really feel like our owners have to put in, put their foot down and say, look, if, if Chelsea come in, we add a Chelsea premium. We we times the uh, <laughs> the transfer fee by by three. Because yeah. Graham Potter or, or Todd Bowley or whoever it is coming in and gutting our club, it's got to stop somewhere. I don't know anywhere where this has happened to another club at this extreme level, um, and it's a little no. bit like, just leave us alone now because they're coming for our head of recruitment in the week as well.
0: Yeah, so it's I mean, it was, a, ba- it was you crazy. lost um, you lost Dan Ashworth to Newcastle, yeah, and the guy who replaced Ashworth is the guy that Chelsea won, yeah.
2: Uh, no he's um he stepped up to director of football um okay. David Weir so he's fine he's in his job it's paul winstanley um he's our head of recruitment and has been for for many seasons um and that's the guy that Chelsea want um by the way, Chelsea fans if you are hopeful that Paul Winstanley can come in and soothe your striker issues he hasn't done that for us so yeah,
0: <laughs> fair that's a comment. that's a fair show right let's um Luke um, scores. How do you think this one plays out?
1: I'm going to go for a Desmond two-two.
0: Is that wishful thinking or
1: no? No, no. Yeah, I generally straight
0: up. Yeah. fresh so. yeah. up, Joe. How, how do you think you, this one goes for you? Which, Which one? one? <laughs> Don't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm going this way for a fucking reason. What's on me, yeah? Yes, yes right, Joe.
2: Okay. <laughs> uh, 2-1 Brighton. Yeah. Good 2-1 Brighton. Uh, Joe? Right, you're going to
0: call me mental. No, but no, I'm I'm sticking with
2: my prediction that I made on my podcast. Um, and I'm going for a big, heavy win. I'm going 4-0 Brighton. <laughs> yeah, we are going to go out them, there man. and do what we did to Man United and absolutely school them. I swear, I run on. the risk of making myself look like a
0: right. I idiot. would pay good <laughs> money for that. If this, hey, if it happens, you are got to get clipped up, and it's just going to be all over, all over <laughs> social media for the next, clipped up all long. the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. If we lose
2: heavily, it'll go
0: the other way. <laughs> oh. oh, well, look, you win some, you lose some. And, uh, no, I think it'll be a draw. I think one-one. Um, I think Brighton are, are, have enough technically good players to break through Chelsea, and they have enough. Pace to be able to trouble Chelsea, but at the same time, Mount is really good. He's in a really good vein of form, and as much as it pains me, him and Sterling have a really good link up together, and Bamiang is just capable of doing anything. So it's one of these games I want to watch it because it was always the thing. Brighton are kind of like one of the guilty pleasures for for me anyway because they play such good football that you want to you want to go out your way to watch them. I and mean, I don't know. I, I hope you get something out of it. Truly do. Archie's gone for a 4-0. Could happen. Why not? <laughs> um, swap Caicedo for Nabi You interested? I- <laughs> 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 Hannah's gone for a 3-0, sadly. Um, yeah, I mean, look. You wouldn't be going putting your mortgage on it, but at the same time, Away from home, anything can happen. You, you never know. Joe, your your uh, your dog is getting a lot of love in the in the chat at the minute. Yeah. Uh, he, he was. I
3: because I was eating my fish, Sandy mate. He was whinging at the door, so I thought I'd better let him in for a
0: little bit before uh, I shoot him out. You know what I mean? He's all right. Yeah, he's man. all right. He's been good. Good, been a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other game that we've selected is Manchester United and West Ham. No. Traditionally big rivalry, you know, this one, two sets of fans just don't like each other at all. And it's not a rivalry that you think, it doesn't pop off off at you. But if you go back to the early years in the Premier League, this was a game that sometimes had an awful lot riding on it. You know, but both sides involved in Europe. David Moyes going back to Old Trafford. Luke, um what have you made of West Ham so far this season? Because I think it's fair to say they haven't been where they were, but they're bedding in a lot of new players. And like Manchester United, new man, you know, it, there's a lot of bedding in and trying to work out a, a way of, and a style of playing to get the best out of what they have. But he seems determined to go with Skamaka up front and for, almost force it to make it work. And for me, it's not really there yet.
1: No, no, it's it's not working. I think with West Ham's business in in the summer, it looked it looked good, but it looked risky because some of the players were needed to settle. And obviously, West Ham brought that centre back from Liga for thirty million. Broke his ankle in pre season. I think he just came back on Thursday. Bought in Lucas Paqueta, done his shoulder. Don't know how long he's out for. Yeah, he's. Um, He'll he'll probably be playing in the World Cup, probably. Um, yeah, I think there was a time at the beginning of the season where West Ham fans were sort of turning, going, "We might be going to say Moyes out," because the football was still too negative, and he kept them playing the same core of players. And I think he is trying to slowly adapt to use some of the of the newer players. I've Sort of, Skamaka is an interesting one because he's because West Ham and strikers. Is a is a very odd relationship. West Ham has spent so much money on strikers um, in the Premier in the Premier League era, and only if handful have actually done all right. I think the best striker's been Mikel Antonio when he was brought in as like a right midfielder. Um, I think Skamac has done a lot better in Europe than he has done in the Premier League, but I think it's just adapting, and I think West Ham is starting to pick up a little bit of form. Um, but it's going to be they're, very interesting to see how to see if the form does turn badly again. are West Ham fans are going to turn on Moyes and go, "Yeah, this negative football. We need to get him out." Sort of thing. I,
0: I think. I mean, look, they're up to te- Joe. They're up to tenth in the table. When we were chatting earlier on on your channel, and you know, it's they could be forced into something tomorrow that could actually really benefit them if they end up with Michel-Antonio playing on the right. And that could work out. That could really work for them. Mm. Do you know, I put a lot of um,
3: uh, West Ham's early season like sort of frailties down to it. I've spoken to Corey about this a number of times. I think David Moyes is too wedded to certain individuals. Uh, and he doesn't like to take them out of the side. West Ham fans for a while have wanted to check out. They've wanted this. They've wanted that. No more Vladimir Sufal. All this sort of stuff. And um, I think we've seen a little bit of that with Halle, Maybe I don't know. I mean, Halle wasn't suited to that style of play, and he's gone on to be a success. And he smashed it at Ajax, didn't he? Before he's moved to Dortmund, but um, I think he was just too wedded, and it's like give these new players a chance. And now maybe you're starting to see that. I do think, look, we were talking on my channel, they don't have a great record at Old Trafford. Um, so they probably lose this game. But I think one positive, I think for me, West Ham, because of what they need to do is make a decision on whether or not they're going to try for Europe in the league or they just go all out for the Europa Conference League. Carefully. And if they win that, then they get in the Europa League that way. Because I, I just look at the league, it's got better... I look at the top six and I think, right, OK, so you've got the traditional top six, then you've got Newcastle, you've got a few other teams. And I just think because of that poor start, they've left themselves with a bit to do. So maybe just go all legs in one basket in the conference league, maybe, and try and win that. Because I think they could win it.
0: They could win it, yeah, to be true. Um, Joe, Manchester United, um, first and foremost, the issue with Cristiano Ronaldo is apparently sorted. Um <laughs> What did you make of that at the time? And what, what do you think happens with him and them going forward? Because without him, they've, they're a better side. There's, there's no doubt about it. They've, they're more fluid. Bruno Fernandez is a different player without Cristiano Ronaldo on the side. Um, losing uh, Rafa Varane is, is a, a big blow. And I've seen tonight that uh, David De Gea will not be going to the World Cup. He's not been included in Spain's um, 55-man preliminary squad. So, I mean, I find that weird, you know. But then for Spain, it just doesn't work for him. What do you make of this? Because if you look at the table, they're in good shape. And Ten Hag has definitely taken them forward, you know. But I think they're the great unknown in this league yet, because we don't know if it, if they can keep this up. I mean, how do you see it?
2: I think first and foremost, in in, in whichever way they do it, they need to shake Ronaldo because I think the the attitude issue there is just un- unbelievable it's- and yeah and for for a guy that came back and gave it the whole i've got unfinished business to do at man united i'm going to give my all for this club and then going for a paddy and um, walk away in back into the dressing room even before the final whistle or whatever happened there is just utter an utter disgrace really um so yeah and 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 ten hag is a fantastic manager and i feel like he's being held back by that ego uh, of ronaldo so they need to get rid of him um, they, they've been excellent when he's as you say not been in the side Um and it's going to be a really interesting one because yeah um, I don't know where Ronaldo goes who wants
0: him who wants no him what he's done now oh, so. I think he might have to if it's I mean that's a good question actually Luke is it a case with Cristiano Ronaldo that he's just going to have to either forfeit his contract and maybe go back to sport in Lisbon and essentially not play for play for free but you know take a dramatically reduced income to be able to go and finish his career where it started kind of thing because i don't know what other options he's got and that's the well, truth he's going
1: to have to absolutely have to, he's having the biggest ego check of his career because he's no longer the top dog at united um even like in in the summer he was willing to damage Every bit of reputation with any club he's ever played at links to Atletico Madrid. I think there was odd links to Barcelona. It was incredible like how many big bridges he was prepared to burn just to leave. And to see rot at United is sort of, it's sort of quite funny to see because no one wants him. Even if he did take a pay cut, no one is interested in having him. And it is quite it it's difficult like the liverpool fans like thinking this is absolutely hilarious because the only place that he could go is either china america saudi and his ego won't let him go there because he's no longer playing champions league football and he knows that messi probably in the next year next couple of seasons is going to break his champions league record and he knows that that he wants to keep on playing in the Champions League so he can protect that record. But he's just not the same player anymore. It's obvious he's not the same player anymore. Um, but I don't think he believes that he is 37. He probably still thinks that he's still the 25-year-old winger that can still do everything, still be the main guy. And I just don't think until he accepts that he's not that guy anymore, then he's going to keep on throwing his toys out of the pram. And he is stuck at United. And United can't shift him. United went power his contract, so I think he's gonna be sitting on that bench for the rest of the season and it's gonna be hilarious. (laughs) Every time they're gonna have a bad result, you you already know what's gonna happen. United pundits, oh look, Ten Hag's not you know integrating Ronaldo in properly, it's gonna be absolutely hilarious. Dr. All the United legends absolutely just like back Ronaldo to the hilt no matter what he does, which is
0: mental United United are sixth in the table at the minute, sat on twenty points. They're probably going to come out of their group in Europe, and if you look on the face of it, Joe, it's it's all right. The season is going okay from a shaky start. They they've developed a style of play, and they're looking they're looking pretty good at the minute. But could the Ten Hag struggle? if ronaldo really if it does kick off with him or is it just i mean how how does he deal with this i, I think for
3: me the only reason he's brought him back into the fold really is probably it's, it can only be for commercial reasons i don't i i i think he will go in january i think as much as i'm enjoying the downfall i do think man united sort of they should have let him go. Like, they should have let him go. I didn't understand why they wanted to keep hold of a player that doesn't fit what they're trying to do, other than for the fact, for commercial reasons, surely. And and those that run the club probably say to Eric, look, you, you're going to have to use him. And, and Eric's probably looking at it thinking, well, I can use him in the, you, you know, the Europa League or whatever. But I, I, to be honest, I think... Ten Hags come out of it looking good. I still think they mm. should have bombed him out completely, but you yeah. can also understand the other side of it, thinking he's probably from the commercial aspect, saying, "Look, you know, just keep him in and around the squad till January, and we'll look to part ways." I, I do think they will because it it'll become untenable both for him as a player in terms of his his. I agree with what was said about he was willing, he could he was going to go to City, he was going to go to Atletico Madrid. He's not bothered about anybody apart from himself. Yeah. Yeah. I think they'll have to come to an agreement where he, he goes. Napoli keeps getting mentioned, but I think that's wild that they would even entertain that because that would totally derail what they're doing. And for me, they're one of the best teams in Europe right now. They so are, yeah. why, why, why change that? You know? Um, I, think it's cr-
0: I think it's crazy at the minute what they're, what, they're planning to do with him. But you look at the other side of it, West Ham, I think, they have the new owners and the new Czech billionaire or, yeah, multi-millionaire who bought into West Ham. It might be a case that he is saying to Moyes through, you know, director of football, Sucek and Kufau play, you know, as much as possible. If you want more investment He's going to be building it, or he might be saying to him, "Look, I've got links with Sparta Prague. I think it is. We can do deals to bring players through. I don't know how they're going to work it, but going into this game at the weekend, if Bowen plays, I th- I love Jared Bowen. I think he's just su- he's such a good player, and if he plays, he will give Shaw absolute nightmares. He's the absolute." perfect winger to give shaw a school in to be honest and it wouldn't surprise me if they come away with a draw but we're getting to that stage in europe now we're we're squad depth in the league we saw it with arsenal and i think we'll see it with manchester united and west ham squad depth is going to make a big difference i mean joe how do you uh joe from brighton How do you see this game with the scoreline? Uh, How do you see it finishing or playing out?
2: Yeah, I mean, they're they're both teams that are quite uh, unpredictable this season. Um, You don't know what sort of West Ham side you'll get. You don't know what sort of United side you'll get. So, it really wouldn't surprise me if it it was a draw. Um, So, I definitely think West Ham have got the the firepower to to get past United's shaky defence, especially with Varane out. And I also think United have got the quality
1: up front. So, I'll probably say it would be a two-all draw. Luke? I don't I don't want to go for another Desmond. Uh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go two one West Ham. I just you know, I don't have huge enough goals in them. It's all pretty, but there's nothing at, at the end of it, sort of thing. There's no killer to finish off the chances. And they are sort of relying on a purple patch from Rashford and and Bruno without Ronaldo to sort of bail them out, because I think Sancho is sort of sliding under the radar of having another absolutely poor... Like, he's not settled in as well as people have expected, and he's sort of getting... He's just sliding under the radar of having a really disappointed season. Yeah. And that price tag is looking like another big flop at United at this rate. But, yeah, got to go two on West Ham. I think Antonio's up against Lindelof going to be a very interesting battle.
0: Well, if Corey is right and West Ham line up with 4-2-3-1 with Scamacca up front and Mikel Antonio on the right, then, you know, Joe, they, they really do go into this with a chance. It, it wouldn't be beyond them to to get a, a, a result of some sort going into but this it, game. but
3: Potentially. and. I think I think for me, though, I, we were doing on my show like the record. I don't think West Ham have done well at Old Trafford for a long time. They're not yeah, being great yeah. away from home. So I think Man United might might win this 1-2-1. One, one. I do fancy West Ham to score, though, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think if they score early mm. and try to quieten the crowd, get the the crowd to see what they're like, see if the crowd starts to turn a bit. The longer it stays nil-nil, the longer West Ham are still in it and a threat, anything could happen with the, with that crowd. You never know. But look, I honestly Manchester United should be beating them. To be honest, you know they they are in a better spot. Um, they're playing better football, and they're at home. So, i I think two one, maybe three one. But if it went for a, if it was a draw the other way, it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Sure. You know, it, it's one of those. Then we get on to the game for tomorrow night, Saturday night, seven forty five kickoff at Anfield. <laughs> Mental, but in some ways, it's really good because blame your man for that. That's your man, that's my my boy. My (laughs) boy, my boy did this. (laughs) It is because he was the one that complained about the uh European. He's good at that, Kev. He's good at that. All the top
1: top managers are good at complaining, like they are all great at complaining. (laughs) He he was
0: proved right more often, he's proved right more often than not and it was ridiculous because we did it with the uh, West Ham game, we had West Ham on a Wednesday night and we had Forrest at lunchtime and every which way you dress it up, when you're talking and it doesn't matter who the club is when you're talking hours to turn around for two games in the space of two and a half days you're not going to get the best product as a, a league to put on television, that's just the way it is and it is a business, and the other side of it is it's a bank holiday weekend over here, so anyone who's travelling over for the weekend is going to get a really nice uh, long weekend in Liverpool. And I know there's a few lads going over, but Luke, Leeds United coming to Anfield, given the patchy form that we've had this season so far, um, how do you how do you see our form going into this at the minute? Forest results aside.
1: Jekyll and Hyde,
0: one week good, some week it's
1: not as great. Um, ah, it's really difficult because I don't think I can can confidently sit here going, yeah, Liverpool are going to go back on that run again, and we're going to forget about the beginning part of the season because that Liverpool squad is looking really thin, even though that I think Tiago is back this weekend. Yeah, but. It's going, to, it's going to be a difficult one because I I don't know which version of Liverpool is going to turn up. Are, are we going to see the City Liverpool or are we going to see the Nottingham Forest Liverpool? That is what I'm worried about because I literally don't know which one's going to turn up at this rate. It could be really good where we beat Leeds, put more pressure on Jesse Marsh or Leeds get a result. And then it's like, well, you know, uh, Liverpool's poor form continues. So it's a real difficult one to gauge, really.
0: Joe, um, Jesse is on a, a horrendous run of, run of games, yeah? Um, yeah. First question, should he still be there? Not for me. Uh, no. no, yeah, I mean... No. Sorry, I, did, I, thought no. you,
3: I thought you hadn't finished.
0: Your game, I no, I'm literally just going to go, <laughs> the floor is
3: yours. Yeah, no, I, not for me. I'm not enjoying it, I can't lie. Uh, I've been on the trippers a lot, and you guys know that I absolutely love Bielza. Um we were told it was a succession plan and it's been nothing of the sort Um Being I know a, for some that might plan. have what's that sorry
1: it's been a disaster plan it's not been the succession yeah, plan it's been a disaster yeah. plan
3: yeah it's not been great um I think some that might see us go up against like the arsenals or the Chelsea yeah we get the 3-0 win against Chelsea who play really well against the Arsenal and I can understand and well, it's high energy. It's this. It's that. And when we play the counter press, it can work. But the fact that I'm in the Premier League, it's not like other divisions. You know, these these teams will mix it up. So when we go up against lesser opposition, if you like, they just go direct, and our manager has no answer for it whatsoever. Uh, we can't create if because, like I say, we play counter press. We don't want the ball. We want to win the ball from you, but. Like When the onus is on us to break someone down, like we just can't create for Toffee, which is mad when I consider what we had previously. Uh, I've been impressed with some of the transfer business. I like Tyler Adams, Brendan Aronson, Matt Rocker's good, Luis Sinister as a baller. Um, but overall, I don't think this man has the tactical nous to keep us in the Premier League. And I said it. I've said it a number of times. If he's still the manager at the end of the season, we will not be a Premier League club, which I'm just not his biggest fan. My my thing is, are they waiting until January Uh, or when the World Cup breaks? My also, on the flip side of that, is like, are they going to back him further? Now, you could say if we got a striker, maybe it'd be different, and it could be. But even still, yes. Let's say, for example, Bamford was the first season Premier League, Bamford, and he's scoring goals, I would argue would be comfortable mid-table. And I understand that. But what I'm saying is I still don't see a future past that because I don't see how this type of football works in the Premier League. I, I, I don't think it does. It's far too narrow. It's one-dimensional. Um, I think he's pretty one-dimensional. It pains me to say it because, listen, no, they won't say you always had it in for him because of Bielsa. I never agree with that because it's like that saying that I want my football club to do poorly. Yeah, that, that I not want matter. my football club to lose. Who wants their football club to lose? I wanted him to come in and win every game. But ultimately, he hasn't got it for me. I don't know why he's still here, bro, because he's got two points from 24, right? And we've played teams at the bottom. Bielsa got sacked for seven points from 24, and that was due to spankings from the likes of Liverpool, from the likes of Arsenal and stuff. But you've got to remember, during that time, we were playing with kids. Our squad was battered. We had COVID left, right and centre. Marsh has had a full fit squad, played teams at the bottom and has only got two from 24. So, it's not looking great. And listen, tomorrow, I think we get spanked. I do. I think you beat us like 4-0, Kev. Is it, a case,
0: is it a case that there are people <clears> higher <throat> up than Jesse Marsh who banked on him and whose credibility depends on him and they're almost wedded to him in, in a way that their they their credibility is shot if it doesn't if it doesn't work out
3: potentially Kev this is the thing the only the only right thing this ownership group Radz and his and Victor Walter and and Kania the only thing they got right was Bielsa
0: mm.
3: So they owe him a lot and, and, and everything else. So before that, we had Thomas Christensen, who was like managing in the Cypriot League had got a team to a Champions League knockout stage at one point. I forget which team it was off the top of my head. Then Paul Heckenbottom. Then they get Bielsa. We have three years of absolute success. It's amazing. And then the, th- the thing is, Jesse was always coming in. Like Jesse was always coming in at the start of this season but they just brought it forward because Bielsa went tits up and they thought we're not going to stay in the Premier League. So this was always the plan. So that's an even bigger worry as well. This wasn't a case of, oh, we're going to go get someone because Bielsa was doing poor. Regardless of what happened last season, they were always going to bring Jesse in. Victor Orta's got a bit hard-on for him. He really likes him has followed him for years, all this stuff, loves the Red Bull model. I get all that, but I just look at, like, Jesse's... Um, idol or, or father figure, if you like, when it comes to football, is Ralph Rangnick. Yeah, he he yeah. came over. He worked with him at uh, Leipzig, I think, for a little bit. Then he got the Salzburg job. And uh, you've just got to look at what them two did in the Premier League. It doesn't work, yeah. Rangnick style of play. And I just think, outside of that, Jesse has no answers. He's literally throwing darts at a dartboard. We 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 played Arsenal, played really well. Second forty-five great next game against Leicester he makes six changes why is then reason is oh I, I don't think they they could make out you know so many games in so many days win the Leicester game first and then tackle the Fulham game don't think you're just going to do this make six changes Tyler Adams gets injured then he plays Sam Greenwood in centre midfield who's not had a minute all season so he's not even he actually
0: moved. did alright Sam Greenwood To be fair. in
3: parts in yeah. parts yeah. He did, Kev, you're right. Maybe yeah, I'm just he did, he did okay. Yeah, he did. But I think so one minute yet. Willian Yonto's ahead of Joe Gellhart. Joe Gelhart and then it then Joe Gelhart's coming on and Willian Yonto can't even make the squad. I don't think he knows what he's doing, bro. And I don't think tomorrow I have no clue what the lineup will be. I just know we're gonna get beat. <laughs> That's it's, what I'm not i am got for you. Sorry. Joe
0: you're the neutral in all of this. Um, have you seen much of Leeds this season, uh, the Jesse Marsh Leeds?
2: I have to be honest, I haven't. Um, I've only seen the results. You um, beat the result, didn't you, bro? Uh, yeah, uh, that's the only time I, I saw you. Yeah. But e- even then, we, we were struggling to score a goal. Mm. Um, I think it was a deflection, wasn't it, from a solid March header? Yeah. Um, I think it went down as an own goal in the end. But, um, yeah, I, I think from the results that I have seen... I, and and even last season, where where you struggled to stay up, I, I think it's it's not a, a job that, that Marsh can do. Um But as I say, I haven't really stood much, so I I wouldn't like to comment, you know, in depth because I I no, don't. No, just... That's
0: fair. That's fair, Joe. I'll come back to you one sec. Um, Sean Dyche. I've had to say that. I've had to Uh-oh. say there's a. The reason the reason as well. I asked about Sean Dyche is because. I got this thing with him. Is it a case that he was limited to how he could play and how he was able to... His remit at Burnley was keep them up. Here's your budget. Develop a style of play to stay up. Then they got new owners, and new owners came in and said, we want to change the style of play, and we want to evolve. And what he built fell apart. With better players, could he do something? Because I watched him. Did you watch any of the Monday Night Football? With, I did, and someone sent me did, a clip of it. Actually, what he did you great. think of it? Because
3: yeah, he was great, wasn't
0: he? I just think that someone is going to take a punt on him.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. And we, look, I I could be completely wrong, and he might revert to type four four two ball, and just you know two banks of four behind a ball, hard to beat, and ugly and horrible to watch. But at the same time. I wonder if there's more to him than this. You know, I, I, I don't know. And if it's one thing for certain, someone like him would make a difference. He would structure the side. Yeah. So at least you could recognise what you're trying to do. Because it's the one thing when you, you were playing last week and you were seeing balls playing out wide. And it was different to how the rest, how you'd normally played. Everything was condensing through the middle. Yeah, and you were screaming at the top, play it out. It like was, it. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, <laughs> that shouldn't be, you know, no, it shouldn't no. be a thing that, you know, you're seeing the ball going wide. And I'm excited about it. Like, like it was a goal. <laughs> for the players that you have, you have good attacking wide players. Yeah. I just I mean where would you go if it wasn't for Jesse if you got rid of Jesse Marsh, say Monday morning, Jesse Marsh is gone. Mm. Where do leads go?
3: Because I, I don't, don't think
0: the I don't think the transfer model is going to change with the owners that you have. No. No. So, who's who?
3: Poch. Oh,
0: that would be a dream, wouldn't
3: it? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> um that would have been a dream. Uh, obviously worked under the as well, but um, played for him. Um no, I think the guy, galardo has been mentioned a Who? lot. Uh, galardo, I think he's oh, just he's finished River Plate, maybe. I might be wrong. Linked
1: around I, Madrid, I think. Um, he's, he's touted for a couple of big jobs.
3: Um, so he's been mentioned, and the guy at Bordeaux Glimpse as well has been mentioned. But listen, they're just names no one knows, because at, at,
0: at the minute,
3: the club are sticking to Jesse. So we'll have to wait yeah, and see. We'll have to see Matt, how it goes. You Know we, we were linked with um Lopetegu as well in the past before Bielsa got the job. And yeah. he, I know he turned down the Wolves one, he's got stuff going on, personal issues. But is that another reason? Maybe Leeds are saying, okay, let's just wait for a little bit, and then if it continues to go tits up, maybe by that time Lopitegu is willing to come to the table. So we'll have to wait and see. An or an
0: international like manager, in World
3: Cup. yeah, exactly. With I like um, it. What's the Denmark manager called? Casper. Casper.
0: No. No
3: yeah. He's really good as well. I am that good that I don't know his name. But, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, there'll be managers available. Won't there
0: will be. All for certain. There will be managers yeah, looking yeah, for yeah. jobs and players looking for deals, yeah. you know, after this World Cup. But Luke, um, how do you think we line up tomorrow? Um, Tiago's back, Ibu's available. Um Henderson's a doubt.
1: I think there'll be two changes. I think Canate then, will come in.
0: How do you think we line up?
1: I think it'll yep. be pretty much the same, but there'll be two changes. I think Canate will come in for Gomez and good old James Milner for Jordan Henderson. Because I don't think Thiago's going to be fit enough uh, to well, start. Well, he's only
0: missed a week. You know, he's, he, he played in the um, game before the Forest game. So, we, <laughs> he's always, I mean, and the other side of it is because of the positive results against ajax we don't have to do anything against napoli
1: you know yeah, yeah, the, that's
0: the, true. that week spurs have to go away and get something in marseille so they can't take any uh, any luxuries you know we don't know what's going to happen with them but we can actually almost go a bit harder on our rest players' with, on midweek yeah. and then rest players midweek against Napoli and go again against Tottenham the following week. So, yeah. is it a I case will that... make
1: wholesale changes? I don't think it will be one or two, three at a push.
0: Okay, and that'll be it. I don't um, see him doing that. Whole... Give us your starting 11. What do you think it'll be then?
1: Uh, Allison, Trent, um, Canate, Van Dyke, Robertson, um, Fabinho, Milner. Elliott, then Firmino, Nunes, Salah. Then that'll be so it. So
0: stick with the diamond, yeah?
1: Yeah, stick stick with the diamond for this. year. I know people are gonna say, Oh no, it's Milner. But
0: I think I think he's gonna have a job to play in this game. I think the, well Joe, if that's the case, and say Milner is in there, the way you guys press to get press the ball, Fabinho ain't exactly the quickest or the most mobile at the moment. Milner's definitely not the most mobile at the moment. If, if, yeah. if you
1: go,
3: if you sort of go, so with the diamond, it'd be, it'd be quite narrow,
0: right? Yeah, it'd be Henderson, oh uh, sorry, Fabinho at the base, Milner uh, left mid, Harvey right mid, Bobby in a 10, and then Nunes and Salah up top. See, I think that plays into Leeds' hands.
3: It does, does just... Massively. So, I don't think, I, I think clock will... That'll probably...
1: be 4 I don't know. It, I, just... I
3: think it, it... I think he might play with width. If he plays with width, then you, you, you listen. If you if you go with that diamond and play narrow, then that that helps Leeds massively, and you know it fills me with confidence. But I just think he'll look at it, and he'll. I'm I'm so glad Jotter and Diaz are available because you know there's. I don't know who's really available on the left hand side. Would Nunes play up there and and have? Firmino through the middle and Salah on the right. Like, how would
0: it look if you were to go three up top? If we went three up top, it would be uh, Darwin on the left, right, Bobby through the middle, Salah on the right. it turn into
1: the diamond because Firmino will drop in. Firmino and then both... will.
0: Yeah, it's just a case of where you where your forwards start. Yeah, yeah. You know, if they start central and stay central is one thing, but if they start wide and go from wide to in, with Bobby coming in to link it up, it's, it's coming. Yeah, you could have Carvalho. I, look, the way I think it's going to go, I think we'll go Alison um, Allison, Trent, Canate, Virgil, Robertson. I think it'll be Fabinho and Thiago as two sixes. And then, more than likely, Harvey on one side, Curtis Jones on the left. Oh, and... Darwin and Salah through the middle. I think it'll be a version of a four four two, but I think it'll be very much similar to how Leeds line up with four triple two. Call it what you like, you know. But the two the two wide set, the two wide midfielders drop back. The, the forwards can split. It it there's various ways you can even play four two three one. You know, with um, Harvey Elliott in, in a ten role. Bobby up top, Darwin on the left, and Salah on the right. It, well, I think that 11 will play if, even with Curtis, if Curtis comes in and plays off the left, you can do it that way as well. It's We're getting more and more players back at the right time, and they're That'd needed.
1: week, weeks away. Pardon. Got Naby Kater. That uh, we'll might level. be available
0: for after the World Cup. Naby, I don't think Naby would be involved in anything before yeah. the World Cup. I and mean, yeah. he might just have to prove his fitness in one or two games before he hopefully be sold in January. And I'll be driving well, him there myself. <laughs> yeah, him I, think I think there'll be a queue outside Anfield to take him to whatever airport he wants to go to at this stage. But Joe, um, how if you were to put a scoreline on this one? Um, as the neutral, how how do you, how would you seven forty five Anfield kickoff under the lights Saturday night? How do you see this one playing out, man?
2: Yeah, so obviously Liverpool did get a reaction after the Forest game in, in the Champions League, but I think they'll want a reaction in the Premier League as well. Um, and I, I can't look past a Liverpool win at Anfield. And um, so yeah, unfortunately, uh, Joe, I'm going to go for a three 0 win for Liverpool.
1: Luke? I'll be slightly kinder and I'll go 3-1 Liverpool. I think Leeds will score. Joe? 4-0 Liverpool, mate.
0: Unfortunately. Uh, I got I got 3-0. Um, I think Leeds are capable of scoring. I said it on your channel and I believe this 100%. Leeds are like Brighton in a lot of ways and like Ajax were, they want to press the ball high up the pitch they want to win the ball back as soon as as soon as possible they'll throw everything at that but if we can play through that we're straight in and uh-huh. we have the forwards to they don't have the pace at the back to handle oh, well, Nunez or Salah so i listened to Jesse's pre- press conference and he talked about trying to play narrow but then he contradicted himself with saying he wanted to win the ball high up and i was like i, I don't as know what you're me. saying I don't know what you're saying. But I know I've watched a lot of Leeds this season. And they are aggressive with the press. Aronson is a really good technical player. Oh, yeah, yeah. They ha- Leeds have players that can cause sides problems. Just can't finish. Couldn't finish the dinner. Uh, in the middle, but they're creating chances. And Liverpool do give up chances. Oh, and yes. I think they're the kind of side that you don't want to go behind to to give them something to hold on to. The first goal is important. If we get the first goal, then I think we'll be in for three points. If you get it first, for...
3: the, the heads will go, man. As well, you know. Yeah. What I mean, the, but if, the... we,
0: if we concede the first goal, give Leeds something to hold on to and something to fight for. The crowd will be up. It will be uh, a really interesting game for sure. But guys, it's eleven o'clock, and we've held on to you guys for a long, long enough tonight. It's been a long old week. Uh, Luke, what are you up to for the weekend, mate? Any plans? What am I up
1: to? Um, I'm going to be watching the UFC, um, Calvin Cater versus uh, UK's own Arnold Allen. So I'll be watching that on, on the weekend and watching the football as well. So Good. have a nice weekend off work,
0: Joe. Have you got uh, much going on this weekend, mate? Yeah, oh, um, yeah, just, just stuff over on
3: the channel, mate. And um, the kids are away in Blackpool with the mum, so. I'm home alone, so I'm just going to be smashing content, a few games to watch and that, so City, Leicester tomorrow, then our game, and I'll have a preview out in the morning live, so if you want to join me for that, uh, it should be about midday.
0: Great, I'll tell you what, if you do like your watch-alongs, go over to Joe's channel and do the watch, watch the game, put the game on mute and watch... The game through Joe's eyes. Jones, Kev, I, I enjoy
3: Kev. Kev's always <laughs> bringing the knowledge in the chat. Man.
0: But You go into the chat, man, and you chat with the people who are in there, yeah. and you watch the game. It is it is a fantastic way to watch football, I tell you. You can't beat it. Cheers, go bro. over to Joe's channel, subscribe, and enjoy yourselves. I promise you will love it. Joe, Brighton, you've got a big early start in the morning. So... Yeah,
2: big early start. So, 6 o'clock start on BBC 5 Live tomorrow morning, so that should be fun. Uh, alongside a chelsea fan so that's not yeah i'm not looking forward to that um and then yeah going to the game uh, with my dad uh, so yeah it should be good nice fun summer. and then after that on on sunday i've got a, a lovely uh, fixture with my uh, my football club mental health united so uh, yeah big big props to to them for all that they do uh, for for the community nice,
0: love that. right great jonathan asked a question there is Haaland injured who's people's fpl captain this weekend
1: Salah,
0: Haaland. baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love the confidence, man. And the confidence, and loyalty is just flowing. <laughs>
1: Mine's Haaland, because I've got the captain curse.
0: And you've gone with so, Trossard. Fair yeah. show. Fair show. Um, yeah, minus Haaland as well, and I haven't changed it. and mainly because I think Pep's a lying little shit, like the rest yeah. of the Premier League project. <laughs> I reckon Haaland. I reckon you'll get 60 minutes out of Haaland. Don't worry about it. I hope I mean,
3: not mate, because it's the early <laughs> kickoff, and if he scores and ca- and has captain Salah, but, I'm not just even be... putting vice captain, but I'll put Martin Elliott as vice captain. I'm like he's not going to play. Just yeah, all right.
0: It, we'll it's going to be a crazy weekend. There's not a lot of what you call your standout, no, huge like, yeah. neutral Premier League fixtures to get yeah. you up on the edge of your seat, but there's a lot of good games this weekend that. Could split the table up a bit. Yeah, yeah. you could start seeing the table t- taking a bit of shape after the next probably couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I think we'll get a. Hopefully, we'll see a bit of a reflection in the in the league table over say by mid November, and we'll see what the story is from then. But look, I just want to say thanks to everyone who come on. Luke, thank you very much for coming on. Did a great job on the buttons tonight. Yeah, uh, Joe. Albion obsessed and Joe Weinman from Just Joe Football Show. Thank you both for coming on. Uh, really appreciate it, and we'll see you guys. Thanks for everyone in the chat. If you could smash the like button on the way out, it would be appreciated. Tomorrow night we've got the post match reaction show with myself and Matt. And Sunday night is the Fatback Four, and it's a special show because you will see through our socials that. We're going to be back with a new charity to be getting behind. So please keep an eye out on the show for Sunday, and all the details will be in there from then. Again, thank you all for coming, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care. Good night. Sports Social Podcast Network.